Welcome back to a special episode of the Sports Hour. This is Mitch Mo, And this is the Mormon. Guys, we are bringing you another episode this week because we have baseball to talk about. That's right. This happens very rarely on the Sports Hour, but here we are, MLB postseason, which as I've said before, is the best of all postseasons playoffs of any sport. I think baseball is the best, and we get to talk about it here today on the Sports Hour. That's right. We got uh, we still have one wild card game, so a little update for you guys. Um, by now, well, actually, as of recording this show, Colorado has beat Chicago in a thirteen inning, thirteen inning thriller. Yes, um, two to one, I think was the final score. They will play Milwaukee in the five game NLDS series, and tonight, as of the time of this recording, Oakland is playing New York. For that wild card spot to play Boston in that NLDS. Um, so by the time you have heard this, there will have been an AL winner, and you will know who is playing Boston. Yes, but we don't. So we're going to be doing this yep, a don't. little, a little differently. I mean, we're we're kind of predict who we think is going to win that game, and then based on that, you know, kind of predict out. Uh, but today we're just going to talk about this postseason, the matchups, who we're looking at who we think is going to win, and ultimately our pick to win the World Series this year. I, I think there are a lot, uh, quite a few really good teams, some surprises that are even in the playoffs, and some intriguing storylines to go along with this all. And we are here today to just to just be to, to just be all over it, all, all in it. We're, we are here. Yeah, you, you we're covered in we're covered in baseballs. You tell them, Dallin. I love, I love. Never mind. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is what we're here, to, we're here to talk about today, guys. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Oh, really? That's what you're going to lead off with? I love oh. baseballs. Okay. Welcome back. On. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, man. We are uh, talking a little bit of MLB today, guys. We got MLB playoffs. The most nostalgic time of the sports year. And we're going to lead off. Ha. Play on words there. Lead off. You like that? That was hilarious. Yeah. We're going to lead off with uh, the wild card game that starts tonight as of time as of the time of this recording. This is Wednesday, October 3rd. Tonight, Oakland travels to the Bronx to play on to take on play on. What what am I talking about? The Yankees. Guys, we're off to a rough start here. No, we're good. We are so good. They're taking on the Yankees, guys. Um that game starts at 8:08 Eastern Time, 5:08 on the West Coast. Liam Hendricks, a reliever for the A's, who was actually waived earlier this season by the A's, will wow. be taking the mound to start this wild card game, and Luis Severino will be taking the mound to start the Yankees. I'm going to give my take on. I know what the strategy of the A's is here, as an A's, as the resident A's fan on this podcast. I know where the A's are going with this, but Dallin, let's start with you. What what do you see coming out of this game? 
what strategies do you foresee taking place? Um, well, I think that obviously the A's have been one of the hottest teams in the major leagues over since the last May. Since, since May. Uh, but you know, especially over the last few months, they obviously they had a chance to even win the division over the Astros, which just goes to show you how well they were playing. They've put themselves in this position. They won 97 games, which is more than anybody in the NL. Uh, and they're playing a hundred te- win team in the Yankees. I think this is going to be a great matchup. I obviously I think what the A's are doing are they're going just straight bullpen. You know, a few innings every guy, kind of a, a, a platoon kind of style win here. And the Yankees are throwing out their ace in Luis Severino, who has been very good this year. And uh, I, I think you're going to have an interesting match of I think the Yankees avoiding using their bullpen and the and the A's fully embracing using their bullpen, which they'll have to do to do anything in this playoffs. Uh, I do have the Yankees winning this game. I think the Yankees are a better team, though the A's have been hot. They're kind of just like an anomaly. They should not be this good, but they are because of the team as a whole. But if you look at the individual pieces, it's it's not like a whole lot to like tip your hat at. But, I mean, they've done really well this season, and I think they're going to be – I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I just think the Yankees are a better team. Yeah. I. Um, you can call me a homer if you want. I have the A's. I have the A's winning this game. I don't think that's a I, – I don't think it's completely out of the question. I actually think know? these are two very comparable teams. Now, a lot of people are going to go, wait, hold up a second. How are you going to compare anything in the A's lineup? To Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Giancarlo Stanton. How are you going right. to compare? To, you, you can't. I will. I I know you cannot compare that hard of the lineup to anything. But the A's bullpen is the best in the major leagues, by far, in my mind at least. And I like this approach that they're taking. Starting Liam Hendricks, who's probably going to give you two innings at the most. I had also even heard a strategy where they go with Lou Trevino to start the game. Oh, okay. Um, who's been one of the best young relievers in the game this year. Probably the best young reliever in the game this year. Best breakout performance of a reliever in baseball this year. I see the A's writing this bullpen scenario. The Yankees are very right-handed heavy. The A's have a very right-hand heavy bullpen. And so I could see the A's shutting down the Yankees lineup here. Um, Severino, and even if the Yankees win. So let, so I think the A's are going to win this game. I have I have Oakland winning this game. Let's say the Yankees win this game. Even if Severino pitches, they're going to have they're already down a guy in a, in a five-game series. Right. So Severino's going to have to pitch on short rest if they want him to go again. So the next round, the Yankees won't make it past the DS series for me, but I have the I have the A's winning this game. Right. Well, and I think that is the trouble that you run into with the wild card game is you. It's a lot of strategy. Is you got to win this game to go through. So most people will play their best put their best pitcher out there and they got to win it. But you like look at what the Cubs did last night in thirteen innings. They started three guys. I mean, they played three of their starters. Uh, sure. So. Had they gone through and beat the Rockies, great. But now all three of those guys pitched. Who's going to pitch on Thursday? And then who's going to pitch? I mean, like you just, you obviously deplete your ability to use the best of your starting rotation and guys are on short rest. It just gets you off to a hard, a rough start to begin with. Um, But it's the inevitability of like a one win, you have to win a game. Right. Uh, Well, in Oakland, of, of Oakland's five starters, like four of them weren't on the opening day roster. 
Right, and Manea so, is obviously the best pitcher there. That's their number one guy. And after that, it gets shaky. Right, so no, I it think does. It's it smart. Does. I think it's a very smart strategy for them to say, hey, the bullpen is our strength. We're just going to use the bullpen then. Why why stray away from what we're best at? And I, I, I think they're right in doing so. Yeah, if they use six different guys tonight, I'm not going to be opposed to it. So, yeah. And then have Trinan close out that game, who is one of the few pitchers in MLB history to post 30, was it 30 saves, an under one ERA, and over 100 strikeouts in the closer position. Wow. So... Um, and it's still a year for Blake Trinan. And so I, I really think the A's bullpen will just be overwhelming to that Yankees lineup. Now, I'm not saying the A's are going to put up a bunch of runs on Severino because Severino is a great pitcher. Right. Yankees do have a good pitching staff. But I think it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a rubber match. That's for yeah. sure. No, I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. So moving, let's keep talking about the AL. So either of these teams, if they win, will go on to play the Red Sox. I want to talk about this as a series with each team being in it. And I want to talk about a player in this series from each team that you'll be paying special attention to, a guy that you think is going to be key to the success of the team or the downfall of that team in this series. So let's start with saying the Yankees win tonight. It's Yankees-Red Sox in the NLDS, five games. Where do you have – sorry, ALDS. Where do you have this series going as far as who wins, how many games, and what are the players you're looking at? I have Boston winning 3-0 if they play the Oh, okay. Really? Um. Yeah, I I just that Boston team is just so good, and their starting pitching has really shown to go deep into games. Um, I I really think their top three starters overwhelms that Yankees offense. The Yankees are gonna it's it's gonna be a high scoring series, I think either way. But I have Boston going three zero if the Yankees win. A t- a guy that's gonna have to perform for them, I think, regardless who they play. Is gonna have to be Mookie Betts. I think that guy's gotta show up. He's gotta he's gotta be productive. Um, and Andrew Benatendi is another guy that's gotta be productive. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's he's another guy that he's gonna hit probably two in that lineup. And um, you can't put too much pressure on the heart of your lineup to to drive in those runs. And so I think if you have a guy at the top end, top half of that batting order to drive some guys in that's going to be the guy that's going to have to do it. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Um, I have Red Sox in four. If the Yankee, if they do play the Yankees, uh, the Yankees are good. I mean, they won a hundred games this year, which is uh, third in all the major leagues behind the Astros and the Red Sox. So this is a very good team that we're talking about. Uh, I do worry about having to start Severino in this game. If they win, they lose him till probably game three at the earliest, but uh, maybe game four in New York. And at that point you could be down, in the series pretty, pretty deep and it might be tough for you to come back from. Uh, so I do have them winning in four uh, Red Sox winning in four. The guy that I'm looking at for the Red Sox, and this will be the key throughout the postseason for them is David Price. Now, obviously they have Chris Sale as their ace number one pitcher. That's the guy who they're going to be relying on the most. Uh, this is the guy that needs to be productive for them uh, as they're, you know, throughout this postseason and it has been successful, but the guy the guy behind Sale, you have Rick Porcello, who won 17 games this year. Didn't have a very good ERA, but I mean, 17 and seven—that's a good record. But David Price, 16 and seven, had a 3.58 ERA. The, to win a World Series, to even get to the World Series, you need to have two, if not three, great pitchers. 
So they have Chris Sale, and they're going to rely on either Porcello or David Price. And I think David Price has the most pressure on him because I don't think he's really performed to the level that we thought he could as a pitcher. And this is a chance for him to really show that he is an elite pitcher in this league and have a great postseason. He's going to be key to their success, in my opinion. Um, on the Yankees side, I, I, I focus a lot on pitching in, in the postseason because I think that's the key. I think the offenses are going to do what they normally do, but I think the pitching is going to what's going to make or break you. So if I'm the Yankees, I am looking at Sonny Gray. You traded for Sonny Gray, what, last year, right, from the A's? Mm-hmm. You have Luis Severino. You have Masahiro Tanaka. Sonny Gray is your third guy. He has to produce you. He was 11-9 and nine this year with a 4.90 ERA. That is not good. Not, a, not for a guy that you traded thinking was an ace, maybe two in the lineup, in the pitching rotation. They need him to be good. They need him to be great if they're going to make a run here. So, you know, you're looking at him starting probably game two. In the series with Severino, if they go through with Severino pitching, you know, this wild card game, you're, you're going to have to win one of those games in Boston. So it's it's up to him or Masahiro Tanaka to win a game. And I, I think Sonny Gray is a guy I'll be looking at in this series. Yeah, I think if if let's say oh, let's say New York, Boston goes five games, Chris Sale is going to have to throw two of those games. So Chris Sale, I think, is going to have to go on short rest if they go to a game five. So it's going to be. It's going to be a, a balancing act, really, for Boston if, if they get into a Game 5 situation where they're going to have to – they have to put their best guy out there, right? Right. Well, they, they could start – Chris Chris A will most likely start Game 4 because he'll start one. He'll have enough time between Games 2 and 3 to probably start Game 4 because you're usually going three-man rotation here. But that means you're bringing Game if you're 5 not- – and, and if you are in a game five, then it's do you start Porcello or David Price? One of those, your second guy is going to be huge there. But if you're if you're up to one, do you start Chris Sale? Or do you go with David Price? I think that, you, I, that, that's, that's, a, I, that's, that's a, right. Okay, and that's so an like, interesting strategy. And yeah. so like if you so if you start David Price, let's say you drop game four, you go back to Boston, you start you start Chris Sale in game five. So it's right. almost it's almost like you have to save one guy and. That means in two or three games, two or three, you have to start someone you're not anticipating starting. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and that's what I love about MLB postseason. It's all about strategy, matchups, who's hot at the right time. It's not just necessarily putting out your best players. It could be putting out a player who you need right now. And like, I think that's what's like so fascinating about it. You know? Oh yeah. And so like Where, for the for like, so just to move on here yeah unless you have anything else no no no. we can talk about the a's now yeah so like for the a's for me it's their entire bullpen i think this is going yeah. to be this is going to be a pitching strategy they're going to have to write and they're going to have to use the guys very very strategically and um, i have full confidence that bob melvin knows what he's doing when it comes to his his relief pitchers and they have definitely have stocked up enough of guys in their bullpen to do that they have ryan ryan buckter Jury's Familia, Liam Hen- Liam Hendricks, Edwin Jackson, Sean Kelly, Emilio Pagan, Yusmero Petit, Fernando Rodney, Blake Trennan, Lou Trevino, and J.B. Wendelkin. That's a pretty damn good bullpen. And I think that you have to u- just use those guys correctly. Right. And you're going to be okay. Um, I don't think that it's enough if they were in a situation to play Boston that it's going that they're going to prevent i would love to see him beat boston right but i i think mo- i think the a's are kind of the feel good 
team. Like if your team's not in the playoffs right now, you you kind of want to pull for the A's. I think that's the team that people want to pull for if you're an AL if you're an AL guy. So um, for me, bought, Oakland's really going to have to rely on their bullpen and Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry's going to have to stay hot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then for Boston, like just like what you said, their starting pitching is going to have to be used correctly. Uh-huh, right. So in a five-game series, uh, Red Sox beat the A's in what? What are you saying? Four I have, games, three I have games? Four games. I, I four have, games. I have them win the series 3-1 because I think Oakland gets one on bullpen. Yeah. I, I had them in four Probably as well. Probably at home. Probably at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had I, – I have them in four as well. The guy that I'm looking at, um, I think you made really good points on all that. I, I think I'm looking at Chris Davis here in this series. He's been the only real power guy this season, at least consistently throughout the season for them. 48 homers, 123 RBIs, and and, and batted 247. So obviously doesn't you know get a lot of hits comparatively. But I think if they're going to win, they're going to need some offense. And I think it's going to have to come from a guy like him who can provide some power uh, at key moments when they need it. So that's kind of the guy that I'm looking at if they end up going through uh, to face Boston in the divisional round. But we both have Boston winning basically regardless. Um, yeah. I, and I think those will be tight series, but Boston has just by and far been the best team this year. So it's going to be hard to beat them. Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about – so the other divisional series is the Cleveland Indians and the Houston Astros. I think this is a great matchup. I'm very excited to watch. Uh, what are you thinking for this series, Mitch, and who are you looking at? So I have Houston in five. Oh, um, me too. Look at that. I have like, Houston in five. Yeah. I think that Cleveland just wins the games at home. I think the home team wins out of the game here. I don't think there's any road wins here. Um, Cleveland starting pitching at home has been pretty good. I think when you got guys like Kluber and Clevenger and Bauer. Mm-hmm. That that gives you a good shot, especially in the early part of the game, those you know innings one through five. But Houston has really shown to have a, a solid bullpen, um, a lot paired along with you know top half starting pitching um, and a pretty potent lineup. So I have Houston three two over Cleveland. I if I'm looking at one guy for Houston, it might be an unpopular pick, but I think Evan Gaddis has got to show up. I think Evan Gaddis really has to show up with the bat. He's he's definitely more of a pop guy, but yeah, he, he's got to have a good day at the plate. Alex Rodriguez said it best last night during the Cubs and Colorado game, where in the playoffs, less is more. You can't be looking to drive the ball out of the ballpark. You have to be able to just put the ball in play and make some guys play some catch. Right. So I think that that's going to go a long ways. And if Evan Gaddis, who's probably going to be in a DH role, if not playing left field, if he could put just put the ball in play, and even if it's just moving guys up, that that's going to be a, a very integral part in them having success this series. And then Cleveland is it goes down to their starting pitching because I don't know if there's really anyone in their lineup I'm super worried about. They they're oh Jose Ramirez is well, a sleeper MVP candidate. I think he's played really well. I very yeah, well. But, I, but we haven't seen him do that in a playoff series yet so well he, i think he was injured when they made the world series run but sure but that's that's gonna that's it's a completely different style of baseball so um i i don't know if there's any one guy in their lineup they can truly rely on and so it's gonna have to be starting pitching so if cleveland has a shot if they have a snowball's chance in hell it's gonna be on their starting pitching but i think houston takes this in five 
Yeah. I have Houston in five as well. I think these are – the, the Cleveland is a very good team. Uh, and, and Houston is obviously a very good team. Uh, I have Houston in five. The key to Houston, I think, obviously their pitching between their bullpen and the starting pitching is just excellent. The the one guy I'm looking at is Alex Bregman, who has kind of provided some of main, main, the main power that they've had. Gaddis has 25 homers. Springer has 22. But Bregman has 31 homers and 103 RBIs. And I think you're going to need that kind of production. And you need that one guy who is really – hot, who can hit it, who can hit you home runs, who can get you RBIs. And so I'm looking at Alex Bregman, who is uh, being talked about as an MVP candidate this year. Uh, I I think he's been their biggest offensive weapon this year, and their pitching staff's going to be great. So it's going to be, what can they do on offense? That's the one guy that I'm looking at to continue what he's done in the regular season. As far as the Indians go, I really trust their starting lineup. I trust uh, the pitching rotation. I... The key to this is the bullpen, which has not been as good as it traditionally has been. Uh, if you combine Co- – so Cody Allen, who's the closer, Andrew Miller, setup guy, and then they traded for Brad Hand, who was the all-star closer from the Padres. Hand in 27 innings with the Indians has a 2.28 ERA, so he's played pretty good. Andrew Miller in 34 innings this year has a 4.24 ERA. And Cody Allen, the closer, in 67 innings has a 4.70 ERA. And that's really worrisome for me that you have such good starting pitchers who can keep you in the games or give you leads, but a bullpen and a back end of this rotation that can't keep you the that can't keep the lead for you. And that's the one thing I'm going to be looking at is can this bullpen step up? Can they play like we traditionally know they can play like Andrew Miller or Cody Allen? That is a one two punch at the end of the game as good as if not better than what anybody else has in Major League Baseball. And they need to play like that in order for them to do anything uh, in this postseason. Okay. So, but moving on to the ALCS, right? We both basically have Red Sox Astros. This was practically a toss-up for me. I mean, these, these have been the best two teams basically all year. It was really hard for me to predict who was going to win this. So I want to know, Mitch, who did you have going to the World Series from the AL? So this might come as a surprise to some people, but I had Houston winning in seven. Um, I I have a whole lot of faith in their lineup, and I think that their performance at the plate will outperform Boston's pitching, um, which has kind of been, I don't know, Boston's been just kind of an all-around good team the whole year. So it it's really hard to say that that's been their – MO for the year has been pitching, but, um, I have Houston going to the world series in seven games. If there's a guy that I'm looking at in this series to do it, it's going to be Justin Verlander. I think that he is going to have to continue to pitch. Well, he pitched well this year for, for, for an aging guy. He's pitched actually really well this year. Um, I have that. He's just, he's going to have to continue to pitch. Well, another guy that I looked at was Chris Davinsky. Um, their relief pitcher, they're kind of their setup man. Um, he is going to have to continue to shut down guys in the eighth, um, and make sure that that ball gets to their closer. And so it's, um, it, yeah, I just, I have so much faith in the Houston roster as a whole as compared to the Boston roster. 
Yeah, you know, I, ironically enough, I also had Houston in seven. And I know that Boston has been kind of like the best team all season. The way that I'm looking at it is this. Boston has won this year based on their hitting. They're the number one. They scored the most runs in the MLB. They have the most hits. They've been basically the top in every batting category this season. And it's been the pitching that's been good, but not their strength. Their strength is the hitting. And obviously, Houston is number one in pitching. So basically, I'm canceling those out. Number one batting, number one pitching, they kind of cancel out. So now I'm looking at what can the Houston batters do against the Red Sox pitching. And I would take Houston batting in that situation. I think they have enough bats and enough talent there to beat out Boston's pitchers. And so I'm right there with you, basically the same thing. I think it's going to be a tight series throughout. But yeah, Houston in seven. So we got Houston in the World Series. Yeah, again. Okay. So yeah. So let's go over to the NL. The NL has been set. Colorado beat Chicago last night. Um, let's start with the Colorado-Milwaukee series. Okay, um, okay. I have Milwaukee in five. Okay. I think this is a great young team um, that is kind of riding the high of getting that team back into the postseason. A- another team that outperformed what we thought they were going to do. Right. Um, kind of on the same boat as Oakland. Um, but more star power in Milwaukee than there is in Oakland. Uh, I think if there's a guy that's going to have to play well, there are two guys. There's two guys I think they're going to have to play well. That's going to have to be Kristen Yelich. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to continue to stay productive. He's one of the tops in the NL in home runs and RBIs and um, an outstanding glove defensively. Um, The other one is Josh Hader. I think he's going to have to pitch well down the stretch um, in relief roles and – it's going to be. It's going to be. This is actually probably going to be the most interesting series of the DS. I think. Really. Yeah. I think. I think Yankee. Actually, I think Indians Astros would be the most interesting. I think it's competitive. I have uh, Milwaukee and five in this series. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of offense. Uh, obviously, Colorado. I think is fifth or sixth in batting this season. Milwaukee's actually fifth in pitching. Uh, they they have a team ERA of three point seven three, which is fifth. Uh, in the ML behind uh, behind teams like Houston and the Dodgers and then Cubs in, in Arizona, but have been one of the best pitching teams this, this season and have been pretty good offensively. Colorado's known for the offense. I think we're going to see a ton of runs scored, uh, but I'm right there with you. The guys that I'm looking at for the Brewers are Christian Yelich, who I think is the NL MVP this year. I, I think Jacob deGrom is definitely Cy Young, but I, I think Yelich has been the best player for the best team in the NL this year. I think he deserves the MVP, but he's got to keep up the production, keep being able to score runs. And Josh Hader, absolutely, at the end of the game, he needs to be able to be lights out um, and be able to close out games like they need him to. And he's played really well this season. He just needs to keep them up, keep that up, I mean. Uh, For the Rockies, I think it just comes down to the pitching. Can the pitching be good? I I think we saw last night the potential in Kyle Freeland pitched a great game. It's an amazing game, amazing game, but they don't have much behind him and now he's out. So you're not going to be able to get him till, till game three, probably at the earliest. And if that's the case that you might be down 2-0 before you go home in game three, that's a, not a very good position to be in. I think, I think they're one, one when they go back home because I think John Gray could 
do the job for him. So. I, 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 I think it's going to be an easier series for Milwaukee. Like I said, I do have it in four. Uh, the one guy I'm looking at for the Rockies is if they have leads, Wade Davis. Wade Davis at the end, the closer, yeah. has to be good. He had 43 saves this year, but he does have a 4.13 ERA. And I, I think he's got to be able to close out games for them if they're going to win. Because the, it's they're going to be offensive games. I think we're going to see a lot of runs scored. But I, the end of that bullpen is going to be key. But I, I just think the Brewers are a better team. And well, and I if you saw Wade away. Davis throw last night, a lot of his pitches are elevated. He's a high-velocity guy. Yeah. So um, he definitely has a tendency to leave balls up, and then the ball's going to leave the ballpark when you leave it Right. Up. There's a lot right. of high-ball pitchers on Milwaukee, Christian Yelich being one of them, um, where they could really drive the ball well when the ball's left up in the zone. So... Um. Yeah, for Colorado, definitely Wade Davis is someone to watch. Um, can he keep the ball down in the zone? Because he still throws the ball ninety six around the knees, right? Which is right. which is almost untouchable. So, um, it yeah. But Milwaukee, I think, has the much. I think has the better. It has the better line. They have the better lineup. They have the better youth. They have the better talent. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think a very competitive series nonetheless. I think probably even more so than Cleveland and Houston, the most competitive really? series. Really? Okay. All right. It'll be interesting. Two teams I did not expect to see in the playoffs. So <laughs> yeah. that's going to be interesting in and of itself. I think that's cool. A lot of NL teams, now that the Cubs are out, I mean, three teams, I think, with the Brewers, the Braves, and the Rockies that we didn't expect to see here. I mean, we were talking about the Cubs making a World Series run earlier this year. We talked uh, absolutely. We, we I, were I talking it was about a lock. L, we were talking about L.A. Chicago being in the NLCS. So yeah, I was um, saying that a day ago until the Rockies beat them. Literally, yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be Chicago. It's going to be Chicago, L.A. But again. I think you got you that know, feeling. But, if you watch that game, you got the feeling that the Cubs just weren't all in for some. Oh, reason. absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That the Rockies definitely had something to play for here. So yeah. Yeah, um, and that matters at this point in the season. It's got to be motivation. What are you playing for? You have to have something behind you, and, and Colorado proving themselves and giving themselves a shot. Only their third postseason ever. So, I by mean, the way, Milwaukee. I think it's been in, I think it's been fifty year, fifty something odd years that they've been in the MLB. This is only their fifth postseason appearance. Wow, they so, were our they were our worst baseball team of all time, if yeah. I remember right. Right. Uh, I'm looking this up real quick. I got my list right here. Yeah, Brewers. It was Brewers or Pirates, but I'm pretty sure we ended up with the Brewers. It, it, yeah. So I mean, this is this is something that this is this is a rare occurrence for them. And I they think need this. They both, need this. <laughs> both teams. Both teams have a lot to play for. So absolutely, it'll be a fun series for sure. Uh, the other series we have is the Dodgers and the Braves. The Braves won the NL East. Dodgers beat the Rockies on Monday to win the NL West. They get to host this series. Uh, I have Dodgers in three. I have oh. Dodgers in three. I, I don't – the Braves have played well this year, but the Dodgers are the only team in the MLB that's top five in batting and top five in pitching. Not even Houston or Boston can say that. The Dodgers have well underperformed this year, but they are clearly one of the best teams in the MLB, and I think they win this in three. Yeah, I have them in four. No sweeps, by the way. Spoiler alert. No sweeps. Okay. All right. I think this is the one. I think that if there's one sweep, I think it's this one. Yeah, and I and I the only reason I take LA in four is the experience factor. Um, even Manny Machado, who they just added to their roster, has postseason experience. So um, I I think that LA wins this over Atlanta. If Atlanta is going to have any shot, it's going to be Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, um, that's going to have to show up 
and um, continue his torrid run that he's had um, so far throughout the year. Um, for L.A., um, it, and I'm going to stick with the big names here. I think Manny Machado's got to have a good series, um, and he's going to have to prove it with the glove more than the bat. He's going to have to be more defensively reliable because over – I mean – Traditionally, he has not been one of the most reliable defensive guys. So um, he's going to have to be better with the glove than he has been. He's going to have to continue to be a contributor with the bat. And But I do have L.A. Uh, winning the series 3-1. Okay. All right. Yeah, like I said, three games. Uh, Dodgers, what they're weakest at is fielding. They're 26th in fielding of all teams. Uh, so I'm right there with you. Manny Machado, I think, has to show up at the plate and also in the field. I think the team as a, as a whole needs to play well defensively. Uh, I The one guy I'm looking at throughout the, the playoffs for the Dodgers, but specifically in this series, is Walker Bueller, who is oh, the rookie yeah. uh, starting pitcher who is the second man in the rotation behind Kershaw. He is going to be huge. Him and Hyunjin Ryu. Those are like the three top guys they have. And Kershaw is going to be Kershaw, but they need to have a solid second guy. A few years ago, it was Rich Hill last year, Yu Darvish, who obviously choked in the freaking World Series. I hate you, Darvish. But Walker Buehler's a rookie. This is his first season in the MLB, and he's going to be asked to be the second man in a World Series contender. And that's a lot of pressure to put on this guy. I think he has the stuff to do it. He struggled early on. His last three or four starts, he's been lights out. Lights out, and I think this is the right time. He's going into the postseason with a lot of momentum. I'm looking at him to solidify himself as the second ace on this team. Uh, yeah. So, so far, we're perfect, Dallin. We have, we're, we're, we're picking the same. We're picking the same. So, we got L.A. and Milwaukee Yes, in the NLCS. Milwaukee um, with the home field advantage, actually, this in this one, This is probably going to be my favorite series of the entire postseason. Really? Okay. Why? Um, because I have L.A. beating Milwaukee, but not just beating Milwaukee. It's going to come down to Game 7. Oh, really? Okay. I have I And I will tell you, for the Dodgers, Hunjin Ryu has got to be there for them. Yeah. Because he is going to, he's the third guy in that rotation. If you're going seven games, you're going to have to lean on the third guy here. So he's probably going to pitch what? Game he's got to pitch twice. He's got to pitch at, twice. Yeah. At least three and six if right. it's healthy. If they they start if they turns over just right, he's gonna have to pitch games three and six. He's gonna have to throw maybe game seven. I think that, and we've seen this in a lot of teams late recently in recent years, um, where they've started a guy in game six and they've had to use a guy in game seven in relief. I think we really started to see that when the when uh, Bruce Bochy started to use Madison Bumgarner that way. Yeah. And, um, that's where this has really become prominent. I don't think you could use Kershaw in this situation just because Kershaw might have to start game seven, but also Kershaw has not begun at any relief appearances that he's ever done. I mean, uh, he played in the world series last year and that's game seven. He paid, played really well in his release in his relief. Okay. Appearance. So, there, so there's his one, there's his one. Yeah. But, the biggest, the biggest game in his career, you know, sure. game seven, of the world but, series, but yes, but traditionally not that good. Yeah. Traditionally not that good. L.A., we've seen throughout the year, they lose games that they shouldn't be losing. Um, and so I am going to say that L.A., it takes them seven games to get past Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee's going to have to wait another year. I think Milwaukee's almost there for me. 
I think they're I think they're very close. I think they're one big piece away, one big pitching piece away. Yeah, and and that's weird to say because they were fifth in pitching in the ML this year, but they don't have like an ace, and that's what feels yeah. weird about this team. It's like okay, on paper they look great, but like who's that guy? Who's the Kershaw? Who's the Sale? Who's the Verlander? You know, who's that guy that you can rely on? They don't have an arm like that, and they definitely need one. And I, yeah, and I think they're I think they're just one away. Yeah, I really from, I think from making the this a four three Milwaukee series. Yeah, so yeah, I I have the Dodgers in six. I don't think it goes to Game Seven in Milwaukee, but a competitive series. I think it'll definitely be competitive. And right back there with you, I think the Dodgers batters will be fine. It just comes down to the starting pitching and the bullpen. The bullpen has been very weak uh, for the Dodgers, and and it's kind of solidified towards the end of the season as they have Kenta Maeda as a setup man. But Jansen has struggled. He's going to have to play better. He's still chasing ghosts from last year's World Series where he struggled against the Houston Astros. And he needs to be solid going into the NLCS and into the World Series. But uh, Dodgers in six. So we both have Astros-Dodgers rematch. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was hoping for. Um, Me I too. Think, Me too. I think not only are you going to see a boss, a uh, sorry, not Boston, um, Houston-LA rematch, you're going to see a very similar series. A seven-game series. A seven-game series yes. where Houston wins in seven. You think Houston? Oh, Mitch, that would break my heart if the if the Dodgers lost two World Series back to back in seven games. I know, and I I would I, die. I thought about you when I made that pick because I was I was I felt I felt for you, but I just don't think that Houston. I think Houston has a good enough lineup really to make it happen again. I just I don't know. I. I really have a lot of faith in that Houston pitching right now. And um, the Dodgers offense, we just have not seen it consistently. They've, they've been very spotty. Um, though when they've been great, they've been superb. We just have not seen the consistency that I, I would have liked to seen out of them. Um, like we did last year when they were, when they were what, won 105 games or whatever it was. Yeah. So um, I just, I think that, Houston pulls us off in seven. Yeah. I, uh, you know, here's what I will say. My head tells me to go with the Astros in seven, but my heart can't do it. I got to go Dodgers in seven, man. I can't, my heart can't accept that we're going to blow World Series back to back in seven games. I just can't do it. I think this Dodgers team last year felt like the year. This year, they have so much motivation, and I think going into a World Series rematch with a chance to redeem themselves, this time not as the favorite as they were last year, this time not with home field advantage as they had last year, really having to grit it out and win a series, I think they're going to do it. I think it's going to go Game 7 in Houston, and they're going to get revenge, and instead of, you know, as they did last year, losing at their home field to lose the World Series, they're going to win on the road to win the World Series. So, but I think that's going to be just a fantastic series. So here's an intriguing question. Um, because I think that when we saw what we saw in Game 7 last year was interesting. But when we get, if we get to a Game 7 this year, do you think that Kershaw makes an appearance there. Now there's no there's no telling because we don't know what the strategy is going to be of the Dodgers going forward in that series. But if Kershaw is in a position maybe he's on 2 days rest. Do you think he starts game 7 and does a short outing for him? 
I, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because obviously they started you Darvish last year, who they traded for at the deadline, supposed to be their second ace, and he he lost that game for them. He he really lost that game for them early on, and then they had to throw Kershaw in. Kershaw and he did the rest of the team did fine after that, but the the, the deficit was too much. I think if Kershaw can, yeah, you, you play. Your goal is three innings. Can you get him to three innings? If the game's tight, then you can throw in Bueller. You can throw in Rich Hill. You can throw in Ryu. And you have a shot at getting another three innings out of one of those guys and kind of taking the game at that kind of speed. I, I think that would be the strategy, in my head at least. Depend- I mean, and obviously there's a lot of factors as far as like I'll how the rest what, of the playoffs go. But We'll see how this pans out. But if it's a Game 7, Houston, L.A., Kenta Maeda might play a huge role in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. think if he throws six, seven, eight, because he he brought right. he was brought here as a starter. Yeah, he he's been a starter. Yeah, he has the capability to throw that many innings. But he's yeah. been but he's been the setup guy, and so like he has the capability to throw multiple innings. So Kenta Maeda, if it comes to a game seven, Houston, LA, he might have a big role. Yeah, you could go game. Kershaw three innings, Bueller or Ryu three innings, and then yeah. Or two or three innings, whatever. And then, yeah, two or three innings from Maeda to get to Jansen of the night. I, they're going to have to do a lot with that lineup. And it depends on how either of those second or third pitchers play and how consistent and how solid they are going into this series and how much they can be relied on, obviously. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we have we have the same World Series, Dodgers-Astros rematch. Uh, obviously, you have Astros in seven, Dodgers in seven. I think We're actually pretty, like, the same Throughout this entire thing, Mitch. Yeah, for as unpredictable as this season has been, with especially the teams that have made it, pretty predictable postseason, I think, in my yeah. mind. Well, and that, that, that remains to be seen, but... Yeah, yeah you know, the only, uh, the only other scenario... I, I do think the Red Sox have a chance of beating the Astros. Obviously, we, I said that seri- we both said Series 7 games. Uh, I, I, Dodgers-Red Sox World Series wouldn't shock me. Uh, but I, I definitely, I think we can both say that at Dodgers Astros, most likely, uh, and a World Series rematch, which would be fascinating, something we don't see very often, like at all. Yeah, absolutely. With how pre- unpredictable the MLB is, so guys, that is our uh, MLB postseason predictions. Uh, let us know. We want to know what you guys think. So let us know what teams you're looking at what players you're looking at, who you think is going to the World Series, and obviously, ultimately, who is going to be crowned the uh, World Series champs this year. Is it the Astros repeating? Is the Dodgers getting revenge? Are the Red Sox going to solidify themselves as the best team in the ML this year? I Fascinating to see. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, nothing better than October baseball, right? No, nothing better. No, nothing, nothing. Not better. a single thing. <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys for listening again to this uh, special little episode we wanted to th- we wanted to throw in here for you. Uh, be sure to subscribe to all the socials, follow us everywhere, uh, listen to the podcast everywhere you want, anywhere you want. Pick up a rock. We're in the rock. You can listen through a rock, guys. We're on Spotify now. We are. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's right. Literally, get, get on the socials, comment. Let us know what you think. Tell us we suck. That's the only way we can get better. Yeah, Mitch loves that. 
I do. <laughs> Seriously, tell us we yeah. suck. We want to get better at this. Yeah, so. nobody tells us we suck enough. We're getting too big. We're getting. We're, our heads are getting too big. We need That's to get right. humbled, guys. That's no, right. we appreciate all, all the support, guys, and we will catch you next week. See ya.